<laughs> there you go, laughing at the beginning again. <laughs> Here we go. I can't help it. <laughs> Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to entrepreneurship. And this is easy doing this intro when you're here across the table from me dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably change the intro too, because this is Side Hustle Saturday. This is episode two of Side Hustle Saturday, yeah, where is. every Saturday we sit down together, you and me. And who are you? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, my name's Amari Andrew, and I am co-host of Side Hustle Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're the co-host because you are starting your own side hustles. So we're yeah. here. I'm actually the human test subject. Let me rephrase that. I'm not the co-host. I am the human test subject. I didn't fill out any IBHE forms. I don't know what that means, but no, you didn't. It's for your human <laughs> test subject. Oh, okay. I think it's IBHE. Why anyway. do you know the forms for human test subjects? Well, as an archivist, we get a lot of them, and oh, okay. we're not supposed to hold those. And mm. working at a level one research institute, you get a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, no if you have any at the camera. test subjects. Like, don't we don't know the camera's there. You're not supposed to know what it's camera? There. Exactly. <laughs> this is off to a great yeah, start again. <laughs> if, you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to check, check, blah, be sure to check <laughs> out the video version on youtube and this is on amara's channel yeah so, come hang out like yeah. come check us out you we got all dolled up for you like everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i kidding. put on my normal hoodie and i'm wearing my winter hat i know so i was like i, I put on a sweatshirt and that's about it <laughs> yeah just so my hair doesn't look too greasy today because yeah. i wanted to just pop on and Dry get shampoo, started i'm telling you that doesn't work for me i'll make it work for you <laughs> i'm gonna hold you down you're gonna like it <laughs> um but yeah check out amara's channel at amara.me slash youtube that's a quick little link to find it otherwise just search on youtube for amara andrew come hang out okay so side hustle saturday what is yeah. this what are we doing uh well we're gonna discuss how my side hustle's going what we're what some of the common problems i've run into are and yeah, yeah and where you're at in your yeah. journey and where like we're gonna document your progress yeah. like every week we're just sort of diving in checking in to see what you've been up to this week what might be coming up for next week but also we were talking before um before the show it's funny to say like before the show right <laughs> yeah literally in the kitchen i mean in the uh -huh. guest room or, or not guest room the um the, what do you call it? Um, the, the green office room. kitchen it's the green yeah room. there you go yeah, the yeah. green room yeah it has it's all decked out with a nice a nice stove and oven and like yeah it's amazing and, yeah, it's they really, really nice. hook you up here yeah <laughs> But before the show, we were talking about like actually doing segments on here. So we're going to, yeah. this show is We're kind of trying to figure it out still. Yeah. It'll be a work in progress as yeah. we go. <laughs> just because, yeah, it's interesting. It's um, something different because I developed my show as just mm -hmm. this interview show. The, I mean, this is all the same show. Side Hustle Saturday is within starting now. It's a, a little series that we're doing. But yeah, having this in person with you especially... <laughs> it's it's a different show because oh, yeah. it's just us sort of having fun and like just being just being more <laughs> typical, like normal how we are on a day to day basis. So uh -huh. yeah, the intros are probably never going to be clean. No, nope. already. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I I don't really take much seriously, so well, yeah. sorry. And that's perfect. And speaking of not taking things seriously, <laughs> we're gonna try little segments and see what sticks, what we like. And the first one that we were thinking was um, what unfinished headlines. Uh huh. I thought it would be so fun <laughs> if we read the first half of something and then we try to guess the second half of what uh -huh. it is. Because I don't know. Because like you can, you think a headline's going to go one way and then the end is like, what the f 
fuck like what happened you were about to censor yourself because i you don't need to censor yourself it was i know my show because i like intrinsically i don't naturally i don't swear a ton but like when it's being recorded i definitely don't (laughs) (laughs) but i just don't because that's just how i grew up yeah but like i can't help it it just comes out like i I don't even think about it and apparently i offend people which i kind of like well no you did not (laughs) like the in the last show notes i put in Kinamara set the record for the most profanity on the show because yeah. I thought it was funny, but then I didn't want it to come across like I didn't want it to be like a dig towards you or anything because it wasn't. At no, all. not okay, you. Good. I mean, in other platform, in other yeah, in aspects other of my life. Yeah, because sometimes people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't swear so much," like because it doesn't matter. It's just and honestly, it's just a fucking word. Like, uh-huh. let's calm down. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuckity, McFuck face. <laughs> let's reset the record. <laughs> Reestablish the yeah, new baseline. Yeah, we're going to put that in the description for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, apologies to your ears if it's early morning. Or if not, fuck yeah. It's sort of early for me because I sleep in. Yeah. It's what is it? 2.30. Yeah. On a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so unfinished headlines. So yes. that's what we're going to start with. We need to have a jingle for it. So next week, we're going to have a jingle. Next week, actually, the visuals. Anyone watching the video, this is just... My office, where I normally shoot the podcast, but <laughs> Hence one camera, the Mac. <laughs> yeah, one camera, and the desk is just scooted over for this. My podcast, I, one camera, two long hairs. There you go. <laughs> and for my show, sorry, I set the up, long hairs. <laughs> I, I set up multiple cameras, and I'm doing more uh, preparation. Well, yeah, yours is much more in depth, whereas this is just a casual thing amongst friends. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> the best. Are you of my friends. friend? The bestest of friends. Yeah, we have a handshake now. We do. <laughs> we came up with it in the in the green room the other day. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, but um, real quick, this is just temporary because next week we are going to have a much better shot that'll be Hell right in yeah. line with your videos that you shoot in the other room, and it's just it's going to yeah. be really simple. Yeah, the but... other the only other room that we have. It's kind of like in our log cabin in the <laughs> other room. It's like the I mean, outhouse. <laughs> it sort of is though. We have the bedroom. We have we're not going to shoot in the bedroom, the bathroom, or the kitchen. Sure, we are. Ooh, we should shoot in the bathroom for only fans. <laughs> Ew. You don't want to see what I'm doing there. Anyway, okay. So, shall we start with headlines? Yeah, unfinished headlines. So, let's, <laughs> we need a jingle. Do the jingle. It's time for unfinished headlines. 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 <laughs> time for unfinished headlines. No, you're supposed to leave it unfinished. Do you get it? Because it's uh, un. Hmm. All right. Anyway, so do you do you want to go first? I feel like I would like to go first because okay. I think yours might might break the game. <laughs> I just I have this. What sense. gave it away? <laughs> I fucking cannot wait. So <clears throat> this let me just make sure I always am connected to the Bluetooth on here, so I don't be playing the audio all of a sudden. And connected to me. So this is a story about um, Gael Angel, and the headline is. Woman says she found true love, comma, had children. I'm going to read the commas and the punctuation because, of course, <laughs> that's how you read a headline. Yeah. Woman says she found true love, had children, with... Blink. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Also, who the fuck? Guy, guy, who, 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 what? <laughs> um, Gael Angel. It's G-A-E with two dots over it. L-L-E. With an umlau? Uh, two dots. Umlau. Two dots. Oh my God, you never took any foreign languages. <laughs> Spanish does not have two dots. Oh my God. It has the squiggly line, as they say in the language. Tilde. 
Jesus. Squiggly line. I speak four different languages. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, okay, wait. So I a like woman... how relaxed this. Uh, like I like that this show isn't like. I wish I brought my serious. coffee in here. Why? Because you're looking at this one. Yeah, it looks Ooh. delicious. Um, so. Yeah, you don't need the name. A so woman, woman. Woman says she found true love. True. Had love. children with. Man, I really want to say like a horse or a computer. Um, because that's what I would marry and have children with. And a horse and a computer? Yeah, so that's me? Yeah, you're a centaur. A centaur <laughs> pooter. <laughs> I meant computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, thanks for the compliment. All man, all computer, half horse. <laughs> How many <laughs> can you fit in there? Ew. No, I meant like, oh okay, my God. So. Anyway, so... What do we think that is? So, a woman says she found true love, had children with. Fuck. I'd, uh, I'm going to say she found love and had children with her imaginary celebrity crush. So, you good? Is that your final answer? I don't know. Now, the way that you said that. Yeah, sure. That's it. <clears throat> or a book. A book. A book. Okay. <laughs> a book. <laughs> she so found crazy. true love with a book. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah, don't be crazy. Don't don't go too crazy with this. This is pretty pretty mundane. <clears throat> Woman says she found true love, had children with roller coaster. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what a roller coaster. What's weird about was that? the guy's name roller coaster? No, no, no. Lower, Could you imagine lowercase that? one word roller coaster? Just a roller coaster. I mean, not just any roller coaster. Which one? The Skyscream roller coaster. Where is that? Um, it is at Germany's Holiday Park. I love a holiday park. It's like, <laughs> what holiday? Is it like all holidays? Oh, and my know. people. <laughs> but there's a quote There's a quote from her. We won't get too deep into this, but I spend every moment dreaming of a carnal and fusional relationship with it. And she has oh. children. Remember in the title. Oh, wait, Karma yeah. had so, children with roller coaster. What do her children look like? So her children with the roller coaster are just smaller models of a roller coaster. I was actually going to guess like roller skates or something because like, <laughs> I don't know. They have his wheels. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'm glad she found true love and like it seems like a healthy relationship. That is an unexpected twist though, isn't it? Ah, just like a roller coaster. Whoa. <laughs> 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 that's an unexpected path to true love yeah there you go oh my god that could be the name of her like autobiography well the, i the, love it the tagline for the show is unexpected paths to entrepreneurship oh yeah I yeah forgot. so thanks thanks for listening anyway not a <laughs> i listen to this no. <laughs> wow that's really interesting yeah so well, that was a kooky whatever floats your boat i guess like mm. yeah. I've never fallen in love with a roller coaster, so I cannot comment on that. And we will be getting to uh, entrepreneurial uh, yeah, side hustle stuff. in just a second. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. I want to try these different things. Like we well, both and I do. like it. I think it's fun, yeah. but we'll see how yeah, this turns out. <laughs> okay, so mine is Prince William named as blank, 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 blank. I think I actually know this, though. Maybe. Actually, I don't know. Wait, Prince William, is that the redhead? No. Oh, it's not... This the is redhead. the future king of England. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know this because I know his the you redhead. Know this. The redhead brother yeah, Harry. 
he was just um, made the a C level executive. At yeah, some startup. in Silicon Valley, I think, yeah. or something. I know. I was like, okay, really? so give me this one again. Prince William, who is the future king of England, named as blank, 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 blank. There are four blanks. Does it say the future king of England in the no. title? Oh, okay. One more time. Let me think it through. I'm going to give you one no, more no word. One more word. I'm going to okay. put in there. Okay. So Prince William named as worlds blank, blank, blank. The world's what? Okay. I think I might have this. Let's see. Prince William named as the world's foremost ice cream <laughs> expert. Ice cream is one word now. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do too well in math, but I don't think. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Wait, how many? Did, how many blanks are there? There are three because I give you one extra. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fucking no, no, this no, no, up. No. Oh, not at all. So he is named the world's blank, blank, blank. I'll say, uh, most tallest man. Most tallest. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so close. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Prince William named as world's sexiest bald man. Wow. And Twitter is lighting him the <laughs> fuck up. They're like, what about Dwayne Johnson? What about, uh, oh my God, who are some of the other people? Oh, Stanley I mean, Tucci, Patrick Stewart, which I was like. Um, Jason Statham could uh, be on that Jason list. Jason Statham <laughs> as well. Like a ton of people said Jason Statham. Boris Kojoy, Kojo, I, I don't know. I've never heard of him, actually. Um, but yeah, they're just like a ton of other people, think, and it's like... I think the runner-up was actually Dr. Evil, so that's probably why it was a little different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> World's sexiest bald man. <laughs> that is a very specific reference, huh? And I'd be like, don't fucking call me the sexiest bald man. Like, it feels odd and also and who was the committee yeah who voted on that that's what i'm curious i don't about. know i found it on twitter through the independent in the uk hmm. so not not a super reliable source but i mean mine came from uh, what did mine come from uh the new york post so mine was very oh, reliable yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> i mean honestly i say that i think that's mostly a um a uh what is it th- like when, a, when you would grab it off the shelf the tab- like the inquirer like or something yeah i think it's like yeah. a tablet honestly i, I might be so. wrong i have no idea maybe it's I actually it a real thing but I've, i don't remember i generally have no idea but anyway uh, <laughs> i digress um but yeah so world sexiest bald man okay, there we i'm go. offended that i wasn't in the running but that's okay mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as the the two hosts of the show the I know. the long-haired people <laughs> oh this uh-huh. this isn't hair don't worry about it Okay, so what's our topic for today? Okay, yeah. So, um, actually, what? You looking at the camera? Oh. You can't break the third wall? Fourth wall. Fourth wall? I'm good at this. <laughs> One, two, three, <laughs> eight, twelve, seventeenth wall. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so what is the topic? So, where are you at this week? What were you up to? Um, well, I've been here. <laughs> what have you been up to with your side hustle, though? Uh, I made some new stickers. I've been... Today, I actually worked on redoing um, part of my website, my work with me section, because that definitely needed a little bit of TLC. 
Um, and doing the stickers, I mean, that's for your Etsy store. And you're yeah. really like, that's that's the thing you're really enjoying right now. Oh, I love it. Like, I just, I love illustrating. I've always loved it. And yeah, that's just like one of my passions. Do you see that as a, uh, let's say a job? Not, I don't want to say job, but do you see it as a task you have to check off a list no. or are you doing it? Yeah, like yeah, I don't just... view it as labor. I view it as like, oh, this is like my the fun thing that I get to do. Like I've always thought that about drawing and illustrating and everything. It's not like, oh, I have to get this done. It's like, no, like I want to spend seventeen hours on this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're designing for stickers now, rather than uh, just illustrating something and figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm mostly trying to just think like what would be a cute sticker essentially or what would I want to see as a sticker or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, before I was focusing on Prince and then not Prince the singer, rest in peace. Or Um, Prince the sexiest bald man alive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so first I was focusing on Prince and then those aren't selling as well, which is fine, but like Prince are so specific and most of my stuff that I make is already small anyway. Like I like drawing mm-hmm. like small things or like a whole elaborate, like psychedelic sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I figured stickers are fun and I don't know. I feel like it fits more with my personality where it's just like a fun little thing that you can just like buy. And then it's like, Oh, this is like fun. Well, and, and you're doing them start to finish. So yeah. you, with the prints, um, we use printful, we being you, but like sort of figuring that out. Printful is a yeah. uh, print on demand. It is awesome complete solution so you can you do your design you upload to printful and then when there's an order printful ships it to the person you don't have have any like hand in it anymore it's just yeah which i like i i love that but i also wish i had a little bit more of a hand in it as well like with the printing but we don't have like an industrial printer here oh, yeah. um and but... it would it does unfortunately it cuts into any profits oh yeah like so with the stickers it's tough because it is a you're putting a lot of labor into the individual stickers, but like but you said, it's, like, it's something you just like doing. Yeah, it's just a couple bucks on Etsy. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I love them, honestly. And yeah, like I would like to be able to print off my prints, but I would be so irritated with trying to get the color right and the centering. So it, it is nice to be able to hand it off to professional printers and be like, oh, here, yeah. like do this for me. So then the person can get like the best quality product because I know you'll do it. Um, but yeah, I would like to have a little bit more hand in it, but that's fine. And um, part of it too. Oh, hey, Katie. Hey, hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> um, and that could also be why there might be more, just more prints yeah. on Etsy because they, there it is are very hands tools. off. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can just like, and even on Printful, you can just find templates already and just like make it something, which. Does it seem like people are doing that? Yes. Okay. Which and, makes sense. Like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It does irritate me a little bit, not to be such an art snob, but I hate when I see, uh, so like as an archivist, there isn't a whole ton of swag out there for us. Um, make sure you're in front of the mic because you're oh, sort of next to it. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to make sure I don't keep bumping my chin into it. Apparently I have like a Jay Leno chin. Here, if you do, do it. Yeah, you don't, because this windscreen should stop that anyway. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> sorry. Hello, everybody. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, there isn't a whole ton of swag out there for archivists because it's such a specific career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, that's what we explained what an archivist is. That's yeah. But you work in a university and you work with old things and decided <laughs> if, no, but you do. And if they yeah. should be kept or like well, yeah. kept for research and things. Yeah, like preservation of historic 
papers, artifacts, objects, things like that, mostly just papers mm-hmm. and records. Um, but yeah, so there isn't a whole ton of swag out there for that because it's so specific. So my main point with this is if you look up on Etsy, like, oh, archivist gift or something, and it's just a mug that says, archivists do it better, but then you can see heart surgeons do it better. Librarians do it. Like it's just blank, like fill in the blank does it better. And Mm -hmm. it's so just generic and like heartless. And it's fine if that's what you're doing, but I don't know. I hate that. Like I, I like when people have passion and do things because they like it versus just, Oh, I can make seven bucks or something on Etsy from this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That kind of drives me insane. I'd rather buy from somebody who it's like, Oh, you actually like thought about this and like you, you did it like you made this or something. But I know it's very subjective and like there are a lot of other things that can go into that. But when there's the turnkey solutions, like people will like, cause you could do that as well. You could just start making a bunch of a bunch of stuff. So you would have hundreds or thousands of products in the Etsy store. Mm-hmm. Um, not to make a huge, take a huge tangent, but like I've been getting into sports cards again. Like growing mm-hmm. up, I was into sports cards. I've been, it's really just boomed lately. And so I've been picking up some as little investments here and there and trying to see like, oh, can I grab this card? Like the Joe Montana rookie card that, you know, that yeah. I spent a couple hundred bucks on it, which is more than I've ever spent. Oh, on, yeah. Uh, any sports card like that, but it's in really great condition. So if it grades well, mm-hmm. that card could be worth. Yeah, I had to thousands make you buy it. Thousands. Yeah, like if, if it actually like by an official grading company, if they say this is a nine or this is a ten out of ten, mm-hmm. it's, it can be worth a ton of money. So it's something I'm just dabbling in, and that that's sort of my side hustle. Maybe like week yeah. week after week, we'll talk about that a little. But what I wanted to say was, what some people are doing on Etsy is just sort of the spray and pray have a ton of products out there and yeah. rolling with it and i came across someone who they i think on ebay they have over two hundred thousand reviews fuck me how what That's they've like done seven lifetimes of reviews and what they've done it looks like is they are which i'm actually thinking about reaching out to them to talk to him on the show like to interview him yeah. but what he's doing, I think his name is Greg. So I think it's like Greg something cards. It's always a Greg. <laughs> but what he's doing is he's buying complete sets, breaking them up. He has some system for scanning them in because like every every card is perfectly centered. Like it's very consistent, but every hmm. single card is listed. And he'll it has to be automated. There's no way because everything's listed like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But he's just listing tons and tons of cards. You can essentially scroll through an entire set of cards and be like, oh, I want this one. I want that one. I want this one. And he's built this system where, like, he's the go-to source then because he has so many products out there. Mm. But at the same time, he's not selling I them gotcha. for I'm tons of money. I gotcha. I'm following you now. I was like, yeah. why are you bringing well, this yeah, up? So like, I get it. He's yeah. like, a card here is 79 cents for that, this and that. But because there's the mass numbers, he's able to get tons of throughput if he can get the systems in place. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one approach that people can take with Etsy. And that's, that's not, that's different than different Etsy, than, I would say. Cause then, I don't know, Etsy's supposed to be like a creative hub. Whereas oh yeah. like what you're talking about is it just somebody just selling stuff. Yeah. Which is sort of like the same idea for someone who's doing just like, oh, I love archivists. I love nurses. I love this. Like just yeah. a sort of, blanket i'll just cover everything and then people will buy eventually so it's like but you're taking a different approach which i think is a more valuable approach yeah um it doesn't make the other one less valid it's just not the one (laughs) but yeah it's just not the one that you're taking yeah um but yeah so we have stickers 
and we've talked about did you want to go on to the the one thing that we were talking about in the car the other day that as sort of the main subject of this week oh on our way to ikea yeah 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 so what was that well so this is just a side hustle you're you're taking the things that you're doing uh-huh. and sort of from my uh nudging uh-huh. you're doing what, what i do because i've always said i don't have hobbies i have businesses yeah like i mean i got into photography and then i started doing wedding photography and portraits and all of this and i was into health and wellness and i be i started a blog and published a book and i would do health coaching and all these things it's just i never that's just how i'm geared i like the competition i guess of entrepreneurship to see like oh not what can i do so they'll lose but what can i do so i also win mm-hmm. which is it's a sort of a different approach than like sport but it's sort of the adult version of like youth, youth sports say like i grew up playing baseball playing just everything all the time and always competing just the name youth sports <laughs> i don't know why it made me think of like youth group or like some mm. churchy something okay i don't know anyway but yeah but yeah other than sort of the weekend warrior approach to like doing like playing in softball leagues and doing these things which i don't know it's not what i want to do as an adult i enjoy the competition of this so i've well, and you, you get more of a benefit out of this i would say personally just because mm-hmm. then you're actually like making something for your future and it's a little bit it's also you have to figure things out a little bit more than oh, i would yeah. say like a adult sport like there's nothing wrong with that like that would be fun sure. to do because you know, we can meet friends but yeah, and it's <laughs> entertainment versus um there is a utility to it because it, yeah everything we're doing is to try to more um safeguard our future mm-hmm. so every little like when i was doing wedding photography and portraits that was part of my income like yeah. that was i didn't have I haven't had a job in over a decade so yeah. like every little thing helps and you still have your job we're not like building a second job for you but we're mm-hmm. helping you find ways to well, yeah, to make to, extra income and to also hedge your bets because we never know like oh, yeah. who knows well, and especially if your contract with... will be renewed we have no idea well yeah that's the thing being like it's a weird system and i don't i don't know how much i can say about well, it well we don't but, have to go into yeah. like, the system but just with any job like you're never it's sort of it's the illusion of security yeah and none of us exactly. truly have it if it's and yeah like being in a university like you do have a contract that is renewed every year mm-hmm. for a like certain level of people until you're there for an x amount of years oh, yeah. um so yeah you you never know if you're gonna get renewed until like a couple months before it will be renewed or not and then it's like oh my god and yeah and arguably with with a contract or without everyone's yeah. in the same boat i mean you work in an oh, office yeah. and if they have to make cuts and it's your boss or you and your boss decides i mean they they have to choose themselves they're not going well, yeah, to it's self-preservation exactly so and it's yeah, nothing and that, against the individual either but if we're know. not self-reliant and building the systems exactly to pr- potentially protect us when we need them well like yeah building an audience building whatever it is and yeah like i've watched people that i just truly love and care about get absolutely burned by the system oh, so yeah. and it's like so not cool or fair so mm-hmm. yeah just working on trying to alleviate that stress and then if something does ever happen then it's like oh okay then yeah we yeah, have at the least machinations have... in place exactly mm-hmm. like at least some sort of an idea instead of like oh my god what do i do uh-huh. <laughs> definitely and so yeah that's sort of where we're at with this and yeah. we were just talking about sort of if you were to take it to the next step and be like well how do you start to build something because this is mm-hmm. just a little side hustle you're making a few bucks here and there from this, yeah, these fun things you're doing fun. but what would it take to create like a career out of it mm-hmm. so i was mentioning how 
from a service perspective, which I, I consider service businesses, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial endeavors. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that's freelance, but yeah. it, it really depends. It depends on your perspective. Cause I think when you're taking self-reliance, like you are taking control, that is an entre entrepreneur. That is someone who is moving forward and setting their the stage for themselves. Yeah. I feel the like that's like the main umbrella and then all these little terms fall within the umbrella where it's like, oh, I'm a freelancer. It's like how you identify essentially because, mm -hmm. yeah, I, th I thought I was going to be a freelance illustrator and here we are. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then what we're talking about is what is that thing that you would be able to do mm -hmm. where you don't have to sell, say you want, if someone wants to make uh, about 50000 a year, like 48000 a year, that's 4000 a month. Mm -hmm. Just like back of the <laughs> quick math yeah <laughs> simple stuff but <laughs> quick math <laughs> <laughs> no but like simple numbers just like forty eight thousand sets so four thousand a month mm -hmm. so then what can you do to make four thousand you could sell your stickers say say you made a dollar profit on each sticker which we've you've talked about in videos exactly how much you make it's more than a dollar but let's just say you make a dollar per sticker then you would have to sell four thousand stickers a month mm -hmm. and i mean honestly that lot. is difficult <laughs> that is so many stickers so much work as well mm -hmm. but when it comes to services you're able to, in theory, if you find the right person, the right fit, and if you're able to give $4,000 worth of value to someone, someone's business, someone, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you could you could have a full-time career on your own freelancing as an entrepreneur with one customer, Oh yeah, which is so much easier to manage. So we were yeah. just talking in the car, like, what are some things that you might think you might want to pursue, maybe not now, but moving forward yeah sometime yeah that could be like a service-based um aspect to what yeah. you're doing well and like i was thinking about it this morning actually just like i i love helping people and trying to help them find a better avenue for whatever it is so, so i just want to chime in real quick because yeah. uh -oh. that is everything that you are and coming from you it, oh, it's okay. like well no 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 but like you're I was like, where is this going to go? Do I need to get ready? Or like, <laughs> like, this is what we bond over. It feels weird to say like, oh, what I do is I spend my time helping people. But like you do. But like, we that both is do. your job. And like, that's, that's why your... I wanted to say it about you. Like that's, you have never done it for money. You've never done it expecting anything in return. But you're the person, people at work or people in your like social life, everything. You didn't be like, what social life? But, <laughs> but like. You know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> but like people turn to you when they need well, yeah, because I like helping them. And mm -hmm. even if I don't have the solution, I like to at least just be somebody that can listen to them. So they're not like, man, I don't have anybody to listen to me or pay attention or care or whatever. And but yeah, I don't know. What is the solution? Sometimes it is someone listening. I mean, that is, and that's why. I honestly, I feel like if every single person on this, if like some of the worst people in history, which I know that can be, well, no, never mind. Um, but I, I feel like some of the, the people that made some of the most questionable uh, choices in history, if they had somebody to listen to them or talk things out with, like the right person, I feel like things would be so much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. things change when if you feel like you're in it alone. Yeah. There's no one in my court. There's the world's against me. No one's here to listen and help. And yeah. no matter what I do, this is what I'm stuck with. It's It becomes a really like. Well, and you're fighting an uphill position. battle, exactly. too, because then you go in to everything with that frame of mind where mm -hmm. you shouldn't, like, not that you can't, but I just, that's not healthy to do. Like, you should just have something like, oh, I know I can talk to 
blah, blah, blah about whatever or well, yeah, I and don't that, know. And it's not helping, unfortunately, where no. the thing that the way that you approach life and like we approach we approach things so similarly mm-hmm. and that's that's really why we connect like we do but you're solving pro- you're helping people solve problems mm-hmm. and that's just what you naturally do so how do we bridge that gap into you do this already people people reach out trying to learn how to become an archivist mm-hmm. how to be like just because of your tiktok which we talked about last week well, and, and it is just so like what is this like mm-hmm. this is a profession i had no idea until i interned and then i was like oh my god you get to do this all day fuck yeah sign me up uh-huh but yeah you've essentially done unpaid consulting well yeah and same with uh graduate programs in art history which mm-hmm. that's something i'm looking into consulting or i don't i don't know how to frame it um which is something we need to discuss as well which we'll do that here possibly (laughs) yeah um but yeah like when i went to grad school it was very much so i got my master's in art history and it was a very solitary pursuit um having an advisor was it was difficult to pin down an, an advisor and it was also difficult to get in contact with my advisor at the same time so and I also, I had a, like a nice cohort of people, but because I'm a commuter, it's difficult to form like a relationship with people. And it's like, oh, I got to catch my train. So I don't really like, I can't stay in the city until 8 PM, 9 PM or whatever. Cause my train leaves in like 10 minutes. Um, so trying to formulate those helpful bonds with people and being able to have like a sounding board and stuff I I didn't feel like I had that at all throughout graduate school and then like trying to talk to you about certain things like you're like a great listener and everything but it's like it's different when I'm trying to talk about Nietzsche or Walter Benjamin or something something very specific to art and it's like oh yeah we have like different uh like you don't know what it is because you're not in that space and like you don't need to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'd try to talk to my mom about it and like she would like get it, but it would just be different and it would kind of be like a one-sided sort of conversation where it was like I'm talking at you. So all that well, yeah, to I mean, say. It's, it's just a challenge because we can't <laughs> yeah. expect that With the other person. With any profession yeah. or grad program. <laughs> yeah, that the other person will be interested or have enough of a background yeah, because honestly, level. nobody has to be interested in it at all. Yeah, and so. the level of conversation you're hoping to have can exactly. be like, difficult to find. Yeah, so unfortunately, I felt like I was on this little island where I couldn't really talk to anybody about anything except my advisor, but then it would take months to get back to me about things, and it was like, am I doing the right thing? I don't know, and yeah, it was just extremely stressful. So what I would like to do is offer some sort of help or guidance to people in even just listening to them talk about their area of research, like for their thesis, or should I get into this program or should I not? Or like, what should I do? Or what do I do after I graduate? Which that was a huge thing with me too. Like you do all the steps and then it's like, oh my God, what do I do now? Like it, it's, so, it's scary, honestly, if you go into it with that mentality of like, oh, well, check this, check that, check that, which we've talked about where you have like your little checklist, like, Oh, I went to school. I got a degree. I got another degree. I have a house. I have a boyfriend. Like, white picket fence. Like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, a set life path. And, like, yeah, which it's I just, hate. But it also it feels it's comforting <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, I go to school. I go easy. to high uh, college. Yeah. Then I go to grad school. And then I have a career. Mm-hmm. But then we don't always have the, well, what happens between those? What, what's the, the middle ground is where everything happens. Exactly. Where the checkboxes are just the, like, 
completion. And people don't really talk about that as much. It's like, oh, well, we can teach you how to get a resume or like get your resume in ship shape or whatever. Mm -hmm. And even then it's like, well, an art history resume is very specific or a CV or whatever, or cover letter. And unfortunately, that resume doesn't do anything. No, it does nothing. it's all that time before the resume gets there Uh that you're building up who you are and what you can offer that people, because nobody takes the resume, stops there. And says, yes. Yeah. They take the resume. They're like, oh, this is in, an interesting person. Let me go to the computer. Let me see if like what they've done. Exactly. And then you look and it's like, oh, this person's a ghost. Yeah. Or this person has done tons of things. Or sometimes this person has done some things that I do not care to have in this uh. organization. <laughs> but most of the time, like it's, most of the time, it's one of those three things is you're either completely not there. I mean, it's only those three things, yeah. I think. And like... I would always argue that it's better to be the person who owns their name, mm-hmm. um, which is something we've talked about too. Like, Yeah, because I was pretty much a ghost before because I didn't yeah. want to have any sort of public facing anything because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm pretty private. <laughs> well, yeah, but like if someone then Googles Amara Andrew and you don't come up, someone else comes up. Yeah, a Ni- Nigerian architect. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Amara, which <laughs> uh-huh. is funny. Yeah. Um, but, we need to meet him. <laughs> but the problem then becomes... Anyone can control the narrative. Yeah. So, which is you, scary. Yeah. If you're not out there, mm-hmm. someone else can be like, oh, you know, I don't like that she got the promotion over me or she got this or whatever it is. And they can just go out and be like, oh, I'll buy amaraandrew.com, which we already own that. We own all the domains. We own all this stuff already. Yeah. But they can go out and pretend to be you, make you look bad because, you know, she rubbed me the wrong way that one time, even though what's yeah. funny, that would never happen with you. The only thing that could happen is like jealousy because like you are such a hard worker. You're... I can rub people the wrong way well, yeah, if but I really try. <laughs> yeah, but you don't try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Which, exactly. Yeah, that's um, happened. But that's the thing. That's the issue is like if you're not, if you don't own the narrative, like, yeah. I mean, we should probably do a whole episode talking about this and talking about some of the people who mm-hmm. they've taken, con- retaken control of their narrative and how they've then been able to like overcome mm-hmm. like where society or a community or whoever tried to like pigeonhole them mm-hmm. but yeah when we getting... talked about the narrative thing it reminded me in like high school because like i was so anti-social media because i was like all the dumbasses in high school are on it like i don't want to i hate everybody here anyway so why the fuck do i want to like have contact with them um except those of you who she loves well yeah except for my group of friends yeah. you know who you are <laughs> um but yeah so like i was just like fuck that i'm not gonna get social media i I hate most of you. Um, So then my best friend's sister one time, we were like sitting down, like having dinner all together, just like her family and then me as part of the family. Um, And her, my best friend's sister just said like, oh yeah, talking about like a crush page on Facebook, which I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. And then she's like, yeah, like you have a crush page on Facebook. And I was like, what? And then she was like, yeah, like, which I was like, what is this? Tell me. Like I went like fucking nuts because I was like, what is this? Like I need to get rid of this because I didn't want to have anything about me on social so media. So wait, explain what you mean. So I will. <laughs> um, so she kept saying like, yeah, a crush page, you know, where like somebody makes a page about you as like kind of like a fan page in a way. And I was like, what? And I was like, show me. Like how do I look it up? Because I don't think my phone at the time had internet. I, I don't know. Or maybe it did and it had like limited data or something. Um, 
but yeah, so I kept asking her and just being like, what? Oh my God, I need to make a Facebook now. Cause like, I don't have like autonomy over myself and my identity. And what are people writing about me? And then I was asking my best friend, like, wait, is this real? Like what's happening? And then they just busted out laughing. And then they're like, this isn't real. We were just messing with you. And I was like, God damn it. But it was that like scare of like, what are people saying about me? Who made this? Like, who do I have to kill now? Like, no, (laughs) not that, but just like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Well, and if they're first, like if they own amaraandrew.com, they post a website, it's out there for six, eight, 12 months before you even know it's there. Google is like, oh, this is the original. And and then now with deep fakes and stuff too, it's like, well, yeah. scary. I mean, that can happen in any capacity, even if you do own your stuff. But if somebody made, yeah, amarandrew.com yeah. and, and then, then made like, deep fake videos of me being like, I hate whatever, like kittens, they should all die or something. And it's like, I don't think that way at all. Well, yeah. And they, I mean, it can be whatever. And Google will be like, oh, this has been around longer than your, like you start a website later. And they're like, oh, well, no, this is the original. So yeah. The, Which is it's scary. An, it's an uphill <laughs> battle. But when it's fresh and mm-hmm. you haven't, haven't done it, no one else has done it the ability the opportunity to actually own your own narrative is there yeah and it's important to do that oh yeah super important i agree yeah so, yeah, so that was just my minor brush with like oh my god yeah um but yeah so monthly income yeah so that's what we were what we were talking about and sort of owning owning where you're at and so offering some sort of service and if mm-hmm. you can break it down into a service that maybe it's a thousand dollars a month maybe it's whatever or just a one-time purchase it makes it easier to yeah. to hit your monthly um income that you need and it won't be consistent month to month especially if you have oh, yeah. to sell to new people mm-hmm. but ideally you would say okay i'm going to help you with x and it costs two thousand dollars a month for the next six months, I can do this. Like, that's always the ideal way to do it. Because you have the recurring, you have it set up. You don't have to sell every single month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so thinking about something something a little smaller. Because you're not going to probably charge thousands of dollars for the consulting oh, no. for um, a uh, Especially for student students. Yeah. It's like, no, like, they don't have money. <laughs> so then the question is, do you feel there is a market, an actual well, that's the thing. Opportunity in that market. Like, I, I think there could be just from the amount of people that have asked me about stuff through TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Um, I mean, there may be 10 to 20 people at least that like, it hasn't been lately because I haven't been posting on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But when I was posting regularly, I had maybe 20 people in like, the few months that I was doing TikTok where they were like asking various questions kind of. Well, lots of specific questions too. Very specific. Yeah. Um, like all related to this. Um, and you've also owned the narrative that you are an archivist. You are the person who will help educate them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, th- I think there could be something i don't know like you don't know until you try Uh so we'll just see what happens yeah Um, yeah you can try consulting you can try a course because you do have a a nice collection of questions follow-up questions to your answers and things already mm -hmm. that could be even a little little ebook a little something that'll help people along their path and then that product could feed into your consulting like okay i can help you Mm -hmm. like Here's the the budget way. Like this is this is where I would recommend you start. But mm-hmm. if you want a deep, like tailored for you solution, mm-hmm. or even someone just to listen and like someone who's here to help. Yeah, like even like yeah, just offering like a little yeah booklet with a checklist or something like oh do this 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 and this. Or if you want to actually talk to a human, 
contact me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely, this is definitely the path to yeah, creating a re, reusable course type ebook or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but then also feeding into a bigger product. So it's something to consider, but you're not, it's not something you're necessarily starting right now, but I think it's important. Well, to yeah, start. I'm not thinking courses or books or anything yeah. yet because I wouldn't even know where to begin with that or because I've never purchased a course or mm-hmm. like outside of college or university level. Yeah. So yeah, I would have no idea what to do or what people even care to know. So I feel like it would almost be like crowdsourcing for the first few and people. And that's what and you just, want to do. Yeah. yeah just like being exactly like, okay, that. like, what do I, like, what do you actually need or want? And like, what can I help you with? Mm-hmm. Like I was brainstorming just a couple ideas of things that I would have liked to have known before starting a program. Um, and that's the other thing too. Everything's very like, if you, they're very like specific, like everything I found was geared toward a non-humanities graduate program, which was mm-hmm. like, well, that's not fucking helpful. I'm not going to be a goddamn doctor, like like a medical doctor. I don't yeah. know what the hell you're talking about. This means nothing to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Anywho. Well, no, but I mean, and that is the thing. We don't know. We don't know what it is until we start. Yeah. Like you can, you could write an ebook. You can spend 12 months working on the perfect ebook or perfect course and no one could want it. Exactly. But that's why, like, especially when it would come to a course, it would be almost a pre-sale type product where Mm -hmm. you build you build out what you think it'll be but you only have to write the first or second module and then you have it out there and you're like offering it to people who are asking questions and doing things and then what you can take from there is as people come in you just need to be a week ahead of the distribution of the course just Mm -hmm. i'm just like with teaching like natural college level course you don't have Uh to you don't have to have the entire 14 16 weeks mapped out yeah mapped out but they don't have to be completed well yeah you have like a vague idea not vague but you have an idea of like oh okay week one through four we're going to be doing this eight through 12 this mm-hmm. like 13 16 this um but yeah like for each week it's just like oh okay like what do i need to know for this week to tell my students like this is what you should know mm-hmm. which will be good because you're going to be uh teaching again which yeah. is really exciting in the fall and i think taking the stuff you're learning as a teacher in a college level course mm-hmm and then applying it to your entrepreneurship will be really, really valuable. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, it's just fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. And I like getting to interact with my students and just see, like, I don't know, what they think about the world and everything. Yeah. It's fun. So, yeah, I mean, for the upcoming week, what are you sort of envisioning? Did you post oh, a YouTube video this week? I think you did, right? Yeah. How I package my stickers for less than a dollar. Because, mm-hmm. um, obviously, like we were talking about earlier, stickers are not the most... Uh, you don't make a shit ton of money from your stickers unless you're charging 20 bucks a sticker, which I have seen, which is like, I understand it, but it's a little nutsy to me because um, it's just something so ephemeral. But mm-hmm. that is the amount of value that I subscribe or like I project onto this object. Yeah. So anyway, that is another discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I need to, this week I want to put my stickers up on Etsy as well. Um, some of them, some new stickers. Yes, that's okay, what I was yeah. trying to say, but then I stumbled. <laughs> yeah, put some new stickers up on Etsy. Yeah, I had my packaging video for less than a dollar, how to send off your stickers. And then this week I have another video. Oh, minimalist sticker organization. Oh, nice. Um, and then I'm going to be filming my Mona Lisa mocktail video. Yeah, though, that tomorrow. series I really like. 
Yeah. Um, and again, that is... Um, I'm excited. I have no idea how this one's going to go. <laughs> it's art history mocktails. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically just synthesizing a work of art or artist or art movement or something into a drink. So just trying to figure out like, what would this taste like if I lick this painting? Like, obviously not thinking of like oil paints or acrylic or something, but thinking like, uh, I don't know, just using your imagination. Yeah, like, what would this taste like? Yeah. yeah. What or, is the visual represent in terms of another sense how do i convert a a visual sense into a taste sense exactly like Mm -hmm. yeah what would you yeah so we'll see how that goes i really feel like that's something that's gonna stick around like it's these are all experiments and like i'm literally making it as i make the the video so it's i don't really have a an idea of what's gonna go (laughs) Like, well, and it's the journey because like we yeah. always, we want to be the expert in, in what we're doing just innately. It's mm-hmm. like, we're always taught like, oh no, you need to well, know Especially this. in you art history, there's so many goddamn snobs in the field where it's terrifying, honestly, to like, like making TikToks is absolutely terrifying because it's like, of course, you're going to have these people that are like, that's not real or that's not true. And it's like, oh, fuck me. Okay. Thanks for being mm-hmm. an asshole about it. Like you could have just said, hey, I think it's actually this instead. And like build people up well, yeah. so and the beauty is that that doesn't yeah. matter well, yeah honestly like, and but, like, they, the experts, they aren't doing anything but also the experts yeah they aren't building community because yeah. we don't we don't care if someone just says oh this is the truth this is accurate this is this is what's right and that's it but we love a story of a, a story of discovery mm-hmm. i mean your hero's journey which is what we're trying to document here and what you're doing within your videos it's very meta it's Mm -hmm. the deeper you go every every piece that like resonates with people tends to have its own hero's journey so with these art history mocktails your journey of figuring this out you might go through the whole video for mona lisa (laughs) and be like this doesn't work like i just can't that's kind of what i'm thinking unfortunately or like it would be awesome too to have people like submit what they think would actually work Mm -hmm. in the comments or something if it would be like a I don't know. We're like building it together. Ooh, a mm-hmm. live stream would be interesting. It would be. But, yeah, we're yeah. going to start building a lot more uh, different things like that. Yeah. But yeah, so you're working on the Mona Lisa. Did you shoot the minimalist stickers uh, video yet? Yeah, so that's ready to go. Sweet. Um, and yeah, those come out mostly on Wednesdays, edited. Right? Yeah. yeah, Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, these videos yeah. come out on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we need to publish this. Uh-huh. Publish this puppy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> woof, woof. So yeah, I think we should probably wrap there just because we're almost at an hour already. Oh my God. Yeah, we were okay, just going to yeah. do like half hour, quick Oops. little check-in episodes. But no, this is good. This is just wherever it goes, wherever it takes us. This will be yeah. um, eventually a six-hour podcast. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> It'll be like a Ken Burns documentary, but as a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Um, I did have one question for you, though. Uh-oh. So I was looking at Twitter. What did I do? And no, not you. <laughs> I want an opinion. Because on my show, I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I like showcasing people who have built interesting things, who are taking an interesting approach to okay. what they're building. And I found someone that I, I want your opinion on whether it's weird for me to reach out. Like genuinely, this isn't like a joke at all. Okay. Um, he is building in real time, building in public, which is a very typical term and sort of like what you're doing, what the show is. We're building your side hustles in public and Mm -hmm. documenting the journey. He's built a bunch of different software things. He's a developer. Okay. But he's only 12 years old. 
That's awesome. Like, it is so cool. He has, like, almost 10,000 followers on Twitter already. And Fuck like, yeah. Because he is, and the stuff he's writing, he is documenting and sharing things that are so much beyond a 12-year-old. What I envision. Like, Hell me yeah. at 12 is not this kid. This kid is, oh like, me at yeah. 24. Yeah, at 12, I was, like, just being a dumbass. So, <laughs> that's awesome. So, I think it's really interesting. And I was going to DM him. And yeah. I want to ask, like... Okay, I'd love to have you on the show. First, if you're interested, and second, if like a parent or guardian approves, because I'm oh yeah, for 12. sure, like that's not. I don't want it to. I don't want it to be weird though. And also, yeah. would that feel like it's like I'm exploiting him? I I don't want it to. Like I don't no. think it does, but I want to be sure I'm thinking of it correctly. But I would like to have his story because he's doing the things he wants to do, also through the lens, the childhood, like innocence which i think we lose we definitely lose as adults but i think he's going he's going to do great things mm -hmm. and to show people that no 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 matter where you are like and whether you're a child he's... or a, a like retiree yeah like start like the starting is the important part like, so what do you think about well, and already out? he's cutting through all the bullshit like people who wait forever to get their mba to actually start something and then they don't they just get a regular job because it's like oh i got my mba mm -hmm. yeah Sorry, an no obligation. Offense. Well, no, an exactly. obligation to doing what what the promise of that checkbox box was. Exactly. I, I Whereas the box of the MBA, and I'm he's going. just doing it. Like, mm -hmm. no, I totally think you should reach out to him. I okay. think that's fucking awesome. But like, from from just a adult child perspective, I just want to be sure it isn't in some way like I don't want to cross any lines him out or something. Well, no, just... no, but like genuinely though, like like jokes aside, like I do. I don't know. I want to be cautious on that because I wouldn't want like, because I mean, we're not parents. I don't plan to be a parent, <laughs> no. but it's like trying to think, okay, would I be uncomfortable having someone reach out like that? Mm. Yeah. Like reaching out to your child, like yeah. if you had one, mm -hmm. mm. that is a good point. But I mean, you could honestly just address, like, you could address the tweet to them and their guardian. But I don't even know, you know, yeah. who that would be. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's so it's something I was sort of, I have a draft saved. So I started writing it, then I was just thinking about these things. And, yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be a problem, though, because then otherwise, how how does um, the kid that reviews toys on YouTube, whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like, his uh, parents or guardians or whatever. They're all about it. You exactly. Know? And, like, how does he get booked on different I'm assuming mm -hmm. he's been on different talk shows or something yeah. like that. Just yeah, because, the top grossing YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, ex it just makes sense. So, no, I think that's because you're not doing it to, like, be weird. Like, you're just doing it to be like, no, like, you're a young entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, you'll have to, like, change your questioning probably a little bit. But Yeah, and it really, I just, yeah. I want to ask him why he How? started. Yeah, yeah, like, and what... Like where he began, as, and even as a interviewing his parents at the same time too, to get both perspectives of like, okay, mm -hmm. how did you build this framework for your child, or did your child just come up to you and be like, "I'm going to start a business tomorrow. Um, can I get like ten thousand dollars of a loan or something?" <laughs> well, like, yeah, and I don't think he's making money. I think it's purely yeah. just his hobby right now. But his hobby is what people aspire to do, that's and they don't I, start. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, just where does that come from? Like, was there like a book that he read or did he see somebody's Twitter? And he has his own Twitter, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So no, I totally think you should reach out. And it is funny. It said that the and Twitter And you're account, a very respectful person. You're not going to be like, hey, can like 
do this now at this time and you're not yeah, going to be just, an asshole. Yeah, I just want to, yeah, it's just that weird level of like the age difference. Well, I just yeah. want to be sure that I'm, I want to well, be, sure be not, respectful as yeah. well, which I know that that's like your main thing. Like you want to be respectful of the kid and their parents. Yeah. So. And I've never, like, I've never had any instance to think about this because mm-hmm. I would never reach out to a child to interview. It just doesn't make sense. Why would I yeah. do that? But then it's like, oh no, this is like an adult who's 12 years old. It's weird. It's such a, it's not weird. He's not weird. It's just, it's such a different Well, yeah, like, he's doing something. To think At 12, about. I was just struggling to find skinny jeans or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, the only reason I found found it is because someone retweeted a screenshot of a DM he had with someone and he, he said, um, LOL, I just, I just realized you joined Twitter before I was born. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's so crazy. Funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, I totally think you should. Cause also that would be inspiring maybe to like other kids, like somebody listening to your podcast, if they're like, Oh, I should show this to my 10 year old daughter. or like, I don't know, just of any age, it's inspiring to be like, like, even for me, I'd be like, Oh my God, like tell me your secrets. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. having that sort of what his perspective is versus yeah. like, because what's his life I philosophy? Mean, <laughs> Has he read Nietzsche? Yeah. No. <laughs> But, like, the perspective changes so much when you're a kid versus when you're 20s. Like, when you're in, like, early, like, I just left high school. Mm -hmm. That's a different perspective on life. Then it's like, I have a job. It's a different perspective. Well, and I've had a job for 20 years. It's a very different perspective. And this would be an interesting, like, little time capsule for him as well. Just to, like, I don't remember anything I ever did or said at 12, but Mm -hmm. except for those skinny jeans. (laughs) But just having that, like, wow, this is what I thought when I was 12, like, I don't know. I think it it's mutually beneficial, of course. So Well, yeah. And I would just want to, yeah, the whole point of the show, of this show, is yeah. to feature people and what they're doing and also then inspire the listener to try to do something too. So Hell yeah. yeah I, I'd I be curious be, about that. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. And yeah. I'll definitely like run the, the DM by you first, the message before oh, yeah. I send it. And yeah, well, just to be sure that it feels right. Well, yeah, yeah, just respectful of the kid and oh, yeah. his and, time and, and his very clear and that like, I want the sign off for, not like oh and he's gonna be in school during but, the day so <laughs> but like as long as you're interested and a parent or guardian is okay with like mm-hmm. very so I wouldn't want to oh yeah to sort of bypass that and not even like consider oh yeah what a I can't imagine think. like they they probably monitor his DMs and every like I for sure would <laughs> I would be a tiger mom so <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so that was the only question um, no I think that's great I think that would be so like neat i'm curious well, yeah, I, i'd be very I hope curious you, i hope they say yes <laughs> yeah so yeah it'll be a little be a little bit but um yeah i'll try i think i'll try reaching out we'll yeah see. cool Ooh, let's do that now <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so that'll wrap for this week um it's almost almost a full hour i know this recording. Wow. thanks for but, hanging out with us yeah for sure so if you're enjoying for this sure. <laughs> yeah for sure because i'm over here i'm like clicking buttons see this is what's good having you there because then i'm able to like do things and you can like call me out because i don't want to be like uh, so, so I'm not paying attention. Words come out, and I'm here like, okay, let me click the button, get the outro music going. There but, you go. Yeah. So if you're enjoying this episode, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or check out the video version on YouTube. Just search Amara Andrew on YouTube, and you can find it there. This is Side Hustle Saturday. Lot. Yeah. And be sure to check out what Amara's up to at amaraandrew.com, or actually byamara.com. I thought was an easier way to say it, so just by amara.com and you can find everything that she is up to and everything she's creating come hang out yeah and 
if you're enjoying the show, definitely subscribe and let us know. Like, yeah, tweet subscribe. At us. <laughs> like, tweet to me at Jeff Saris or tweet to at Amara Andrew and let us know what you're thinking. Cause, yeah. Yeah, we don't, I've never tried to really connect with the listeners at all. <laughs> it's like, we have people out there listening, like I see the numbers and things, but yeah, I'd love to, to hear from you and know what you think. Yeah. Bye. So, yeah. See you next week.